What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Brennan Tassif, coming to you live from New York City, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, man? What is going on, buddy? Nothing. It's a very slow week this week. We had the Pro Bowl, which we will not be talking about. Not at all. We are, are going to preview the uh, NFL championship game, the Super Bowl, as it were. Big but game. We're gonna, what are we? The big game. That's what we're supposed to say. We're going to be previewing the big game, and then uh, we're going to get into some basketball stuff. NBA is coming up on the halfway point. Uh, we're at the, what is it, the second half of the first half of the season, and then uh, we'll get into some quick hits. Quick. Quick. Talking Fulham Corner. Got to figure out what's going on there. So we need Joe to break that down, and then we'll peddle our words in the press conference. But how are you doing, Joe? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing? Good. We kind of talked for a little while before this episode started, so I didn't. I f- felt like there was no reason to do that, but the listeners haven't heard from the us. Listeners aren't aware. Yeah, me and Brandon, you know, we, we're good friends, man. You know, we, we, talk, chat, we chat, we chat, we chat, we text frequently and stuff. You know, we're always keeping tabs on each I other. I send you funny memes and he gifts, does. like the funny video with the Nick Sirianni. Uh, when did you Lord. send that? Because I didn't see it until I woke up this morning. I sent it last night at like two o'clock. Okay, it didn't even come morning. up as a notification, or I must have like swiped the notification. Yeah, like, I do that all the time where I swipe and then I'm like, oh, I'll go back, and then I never go back. <laughs> I went on Instagram. That was perfect. Something this morning, and I was like, Brennan sent me something. Oh man, I feel so bad. I didn't respond. And I was it like, was I didn't perfect. Check his time. It was. It was. It looked like his first press conference. Making fun <laughs> of the Eagles. Well, not the Eagles, just Nick Sirianni. Uh, so. I guess uh, let's get this started the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Bum, 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 bum. So we're going to lead with the... Eventually we're finally going to hear that as the opening day music, uh, as the Super Bowl music. Oh, really? Because that uh, we're doing the Monday Night Countdown music, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, ESPN eventually, ESPN slash ABC eventually will host uh, a Super Bowl. That was a part of the new deal, deal they did. So they're probably going to use it. I mean, why not? It's iconic music. Yeah. Sorry, my headphone popped out. Let's get into it. Uh, Joe, who you got? All right, uh, Brandon, Kansas we have the Super City Bowl Chiefs. coming up on this. The Kansas City Keys versus the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are already trying to lay down some excuses based on the fact that grass has been laid over turf where they're practicing. Um, they're said they're going to deal with it, but, you know, let's see how that affects them. We saw how, you know, grass and field uh, affected last year's Super Bowl. Hopefully that's not a big issue coming into the actual game of it all. Yeah, it was a mess last year. It was, it was not, it was, you know, not, not great, but both teams had to play on it. So no excuses here. No excuses from you, boy. Uh, You know what the, you know what the ground surface didn't do? Didn't cause Jalen Hurts to drop that fumble. Uh, Yeah. Still content. If we don't fumble that ball, we definitely win that game. Um, Driving. Also, I think it was Samalu who did the false start right before that play. Like, don't yep. fall start there. We can get the tush push first down. Didn't even have to have that drop back. Anyway, it was a uh, crazy sequence too because he was one of the, he's one of the best tackles. One in of the, the best guards. 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 guards I'm sorry. Guard. Yeah. 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 Um, my Lotta is the, the tackle. That's tackle that's who I thought it was. Um, who again but, is one of the best tackles? One of the best tackles. In the so San Francisco versus Kansas City. I, I think we should go position by position and figure out who we think uh, has the better positioning group, Brennan. So let's I'm start. actually ready to play this game because oh. I heard it on a podcast and then I did it myself. And then, really, oh, yeah, man. I thought I, was I heard Todd something. McShay talking about it, and then I was tot, like, tot, oh, Todd, 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 and I was like, oh, that's an interesting concept. Tot, so then I sat down. Anymore, huh? No, yeah, was, he's been <laughs> gone for a second, huh? 
<clears throat> yeah, he's um, a pirate ship in the night. Oh, really? Yeah, he just goes on. Ryan Rosillo's his friend. Oh, uh, like okay. they've been friends for like 20 something years from college game day radio. Okay. So he will go on there and he openly talks about it. He's like, I have nowhere to get this information out. <laughs> like, I'm going insane. Damn. Uh, yeah, they just kind of let him go. I think, didn't he have health issues? And then, like, no. I thought he had, no, I think he had like health issues like a year or two before oh, he yes. got let go. And yeah, then he because came they didn't back, renew his contract. And then yeah. he got let go. <laughs> yeah. So Todd has a very interesting story. I don't know if you've ever looked into it, but at like 23 years old, he sold his scouting company oh, wow. to. Uh, to ESPN for like quite a bit of, or no, two rivals and became uh. like a co, like they gave him stock in rivals and then rivals sold to ESPN and then he became like a millionaire. Wow. Like Didn't that know this. as like a kid, as like a 30 year, you know, 25 year old kid. Some people are just, you know, foresight. You know? Yeah. But he, he was like super into scouting and recruiting and stuff like that. But I heard him talk about it with Rosillo, so I was like, oh, that's actually an interesting concept. So it's a long-winded way of saying I'm ready to rock and roll with this. All right, so, so let's get into it. All, we're going to start with the trenches, Brennan. Offensive line. Who? Which team do you think has the better offensive line? I'm going to take the 49ers. I know a lot of people are talking about Kansas City, especially the interior, but I've had Jawan Taylor on my team. I don't trust him, and I just – I'm taking the 49ers. Trent Williams is the best – tackle in the NFL. Trent Williams is the best tackle in the NFL, but Trent Williams is the only good thing on that offensive line. It's the reason they only run to his side. They have left. everybody else. They're kind of like, they're filling in with dots there because they have so much this is money the thing that in we other talked places. About this, what was this? We talked about this last week or the week before. Everyone at the beginning of the year, nobody keeps receipts anymore. Everyone was talking about how the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is suspect. No, we talked about this and you convinced me otherwise, but I just don't believe that this team has gotten this much better on the offensive line that everyone at the beginning of the year was like, this offensive line is going to be a huge liability. Well, you got to think of it this way. That, like you said, their interior, the center, and the two guard positions yeah. are solid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won the Super Bowl last year. And then they got rid of their two tackles and brought in two new tackles. So it's like, okay. Yeah, so it's the same. Yeah, I see. The foundation is there. Then you got two yeah. guys you're plugging in, like, over the course of the season. They have improved. Juwan Taylor not jumping off sides as much. Oh, not jumping false start as much as he did in that first game, especially. Um, so you've yeah, got the Chiefs? I, I got the Chiefs with a better offensive line because I feel okay. like five across, it's stronger. Whereas defensive line. Defensive line. This is a lot harder than this it looks on paper. Really, I was about to say, this is a weird toss-up because the Chiefs can Chris get Jones is the best defensive lineman in the game. On In the game, for sure. Um, and you have to kind of factor in Spags' defensive play calling because they generate pressure better than San Francisco does, but it's not strictly with the front four. Uh, San Francisco has tried to rely on the front four and – the sacks they got against Detroit were mainly covered sacks that Bosa got on Jared Goff. Um, that four, front four isn't providing the pressure that they thought. Chase Young, as we've documented, since his injury, he's come back and he has not been number two overall pick. The fierce a pass rusher, Nick Bosa, has tapered off from you know the good old days of, say, last year. Uh, Eric Armstead coming back from injury. Uh, and Hargrave not as dominant as he was on the Eagles line or as the season started. They kind of they kind of waned early on. Um, I mean, if you're if you're asking me who can have a game, who's done it before, who's performed, this is a weird case where I think I would go Kansas City just based off Chris Jones because I've seen him do it. Yeah, similar I, how you went Trent Williams just on like. Yeah, because just the name recognition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so as we've alluded to and we've been talking about, the on paper, this defensive line for the 49ers, you'd be like, that's impossible. Remember when the Chase Young trade happened and I was like screaming? Steel. I was like, I we wanted the Jags was, to get him. I was yeah. Like, how did they get away? I did the third round the pick. Bad. Like, how do they keep getting away with this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then turns out you were right. You You had that. He was not the same player since his injury. But. I'm going to take 
I will secede that Chris Jones is the best defensive lineman in this game, but I'm going to take as a whole the San Francisco 49ers. That's it. I respect that. So so you got Niners offensive line and Niners defensive line. Yeah. And I have Kansas City. No, nah, I'm gonna take line. Kansas City's offensive line. I'm we're on I'm I'm go, Kansas okay. City O line and then okay. Niners D line. Uh linebackers, I don't even think we need to discuss. Man, mm, Get out of town. Man, look, San Francisco has probably the top two linebackers in, in Greenlaw and uh Fred and, Warner. Uh, Fred Warner. Um but if Nick Bolton's healthy healthy, I mean that that gives a different element to this game. Uh but I, I'm gonna concede. San Francisco does have I mean, it's them two and then it's Roquan and Queen. Like those are the best. Yeah. yeah oh my god. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I, I would put Roquan and Queen one, and then Warner and Greenlaw two. Uh, um, secondary DBs, Kansas City. Yeah, it's Kansas, Kansas City. <laughs> Sneed's a dog out there. Sneed, you got Sneed. Um, Who's wait, the young guy? Sharkandrick West used to be a Kansas City Chief, and now he's a San Francisco 49 Why am I just now realizing that? I think that's revenge game. Point. Um, but uh, Sorensen Sorensen's not on Kansas City anymore, is he? Sorensen can't still be out there. Uh, so the starters for Kansas City, um, Legarius Sneed, Trent McDuffie, McDuffie's the other one. That's who. That's the other one. Um, and then Justin Reed and Mike Edwards are the safeties. Dog. Yeah, and then uh, Jalen uh Watson, he's the guy who's out, I think, right now. Okay. But he's the young guy who plays uh, Nickel. Got it. Okay. But yeah, between uh, Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, and then Justin Reed, I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. Kansas City. Um, Mufongo's out for, uh, I mean, they lost him early. Yeah, they lost him a while ago. Yeah, I would say they lost him early in the season. So right now they're stuck with uh, Chark. Charvarius West Ward West, uh, Tayshawn Gibson, Jai Brown, and Demandre Lenore. Lenore can make plays. I will say that he made a lot of plays in that uh, Detroit game. Um, I just want to see if Ward was a Kansas City Chief at one point in his career. Yes, Deshaun Gibson, former uh, Jag, very good tipper, nice guy. Former Jack, he played somewhere else too. Was he a Brown at one point? He, dude, he's been in the league twelve years. He's been a I'm, he's been a someone. I'm pretty sure he was a Brown at one point. But yeah, uh, in 2022, Charvarius Ward went from Kansas City to uh, Jags, Bears, Browns, Texans, Niners. Three, two, four, one, two. Did you say Browns in there? You said it fast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, man, you said it. Kind Jags. Of- Bears, Browns, okay. Texans, Niners. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, we agree on secondary going to Kansas City. All right. Now for the interesting part, back to the offensive side of the field. Running backs. It doesn't seem like he's been in the league for 12 years because he came into the league in 2012. That doesn't seem like that was 12 years ago. Brandon, that was 12 years ago. We're in Can 2024. Literally 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, he did 12 to – he did his first four seasons in Cleveland – <clears throat> and then bounced around the league like crazy. I remember when he, we got him, I was so excited. I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. Get off track. Running uh, backs. Where are you going with this? Uh, I think it's this closer is going to speak a lot to the culture and the I think political it's landscape. I think it's closer than we think, but Brendan, I don't know if I've... Uh, Prophesize about this player on this podcast as much as I have in my personal life, but Christian McCaffrey is one of the greatest running backs I've ever seen. I still think I, he got robbed of the Heisman. How do you break Barry Sanders? This is the first time I'm getting this takeoff. Finally, how do you break Barry Sanders' all-purpose record? That is rushing yards, passing attempts, kick returns, punt returns, and then don't win the Heisman while you're at Stanford. You're a one-man band. Funny enough. Uh, at Stanford, yeah. and you don't get the Heisman. Like I thought, that was some reverse racism shit right there. They did not want to give it to a white running back. It was so fucked up. 
Wow. I did not. It was so fucked up. Joe, I've known you for years. And I honestly. I'm shocked thought, I haven't gotten this takeoff before. I know. I thought you were going to do I the whole. I get it off once a year in my fantasy football group chat. I thought you were going to do the whole like, well, Pacheco runs angry. and He does run angry. That's why it's does. closer. He runs I love angry. <laughs> I love me some Pacheco because he's not even that big. McCaffrey's uh, Swiss army knife of like traits. Oh, yeah. The yeah, passing not. and the running. And like he runs hard. He runs fast. He runs inside. He runs outside. He gives you just about everything you want in a all-purpose back. He's a three-down back. They're never taking him out. He's such a workhorse. He is he is a Hall of Fame running back in my eyes. Like the amount of work he's put in at Carolina and now here since getting here, like I have no issues with Christian McCaffrey. That dude is a nose to the grindstone worker. Oh, Isaiah Pacheco, bigger than I thought he was, 220 pounds. How tall is he? He has to be like 5'8", five, five, maybe. You were close, 5'10". Wow. I did not think he was 5'7". Um, I think I yeah, combined it's... him and uh, Clyde Edward Hilaire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Christian McCaffrey, but it's like you said, it's it's not nearly as – the gap's not nearly as wide as people say it think it is. Yeah. Um, and then what's next? Because I think I think Kansas City has better complementary of compl- complementary co- compilation of backs with Alaire with Jarek McKinnon whenever they get him. Better complementary backs, yeah. yeah they complement each other better, yeah. And uh, Pacheco, but McCaffrey is they put all their eggs in that basket, and they they but run Debo out the backfield every now and again, but. It's McCaffrey's back. But that's because McCaffrey can do can all do the all of it. That's what I'm saying. He's a traditional do. three yeah. down back. Like he's an old school kid yeah. catch out of the backfield, can run out of the backfield, run with power, run for speed, like short yardage, breakaway. Like there's a reason they traded for him and they continue to give him the ball, regardless yeah. oh, of the yeah. game flow. I thought he was gonna be injured. He had those two years back to back where he got hurt for lengths of time, and I was like, This is gonna they be a dumb trade. Well. They yeah, managed they were smart. He um, looked like he got uh, he picked up some bumps and bruises. They sat him uh, or they lightened his load where they could. And uh, yeah, they but got they the still played him. Yeah. So. What uh, what are you taking at wide receiver now? This one I don't think is very close. This one, okay. Are we just going receivers only or receive just or receivers? Tight ends is going to be a separate. Ball. Okay. That's a separate category. All right, just action. and you can't. Just trying already, to clarify. Just trying no, to clarify. No, no. no, it's a good point because the, what we were just talking about with McCaffrey and then obviously with the tight end situation, I'm talking about just our uh, WRs. Okay, WRs. Um, I mean, there's, 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 it, it's San Francisco by a lot. I was going to say, you seemed like you were hesitating. I was, no, I, I, I was trying to say they have one guy who's just far and away a premier receiver and he's the guy that's not talked about as much Brandon Ayuk is a far better receiver than Debo Samuels Debo Samuels is just somebody you can't bring down uh he's just a human bowling ball (laughs) but But uh, Ayuk is the Brandon Ayuk is a better wide receiver he's a better uh, route runner and everything like that yeah his Um, route tree is way more uh expansive than Debo's yeah, but Debo, you do not want to get. You don't want to go up train. against Debo. You do. I've never seen Debo tackled by one person, and this goes. This tracks back to when he was in, in, in tiny tykes. Like I've never seen one person. Nobody's him taking ever. him down. Where did he go to college? Uh, a, South Carolina, either yeah. South Carolina or no, South Carolina right. State. Um, tight end might be HBCU. Nope, South Carolina. Just regular old South Carolina. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, tight end. I'm going with the guy who... Uh, I'm going with my guy, man. Going with my guy. I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Yeah. But also not just Travis Kelsey. They also have... Uh, it's not Jalen Watson. They have a second tight end on that roster who also uh, does well. Uh, Travis Noah Gray. You're talking about Noah Gray. Noah Gray. Bell? There we go. Sorry, I confused their proliferation of white receiving options. Just um, I've got the 49ers. You going with Kittle, even though Kittle did nothing in the last game? Did nothing as far as catching receiving, the ball. So you're just going off the blocking alone. Kittle's a better overall player, and they got Charlie Werner out of Georgia, six round pick. Who? Six five. I just fucking Ooh. hate Travis Kelsey. I will not vote for him. 
Jason Kelsey, my best friend in the whole wide world, sweetest man alive. Travis Kelsey, negatory. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, I don't sound crazy. I could make an implausible <laughs> argument for George Kittle. And it, I, I no, could look up stats George and make Kittle, it sound good. George Kittle is a fine, fine. He's a top 10 tight end in my book. Yeah. In this day and age. Um, not all time. But no, yeah, the thing is, time. there are many games where he'll impact it on only one facet. And I think Travis that's blocking Travis. That's blocking. Uh, Travis blocks and is a premier pass catcher. Like they are going to get him the ball because he is a game wrecker in that fashion. He will, he will make the best safety guarding tight end, the, the best tight end guarding safety look impotent. Didn't give up a touchdown all year. And I, and then he got argue, one and then went 11 for 11 on targets. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't. And that, that was not even like a, like if you're Kyle Hamilton today, it's not like, oh, I gave up that. And he played like, an amazing game. <laughs> he was all over him. He was draped all over him. I'm just talking about that play specifically. It's not a, oh, I gave up a touchdown. It's more like, how the fuck did he catch that? Dog, the location that Patrick Mahomes put it in. Falling the down. Ability like, uh, to grab the. I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's obviously going to hit the ground. Nope. Somehow he has sticky hands and he, it never touched the floor. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, which brings us to Patrick Mahomes, the quarterbacks. Who you got? Uh, this is a no-brainer. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Michael yeah. Jordan. It's Patrick Levon Mahomes the second. You know, free, free, free the guy, free the three. Uh, his pops just got jammed Saw up. That. With I was going to bring that up. Yeah, um, got jammed up. Got jammed up with a DWI. Uh, he's already celebrating. He's already, he already knows the results of the script, so he's already celebrating. Got out a little exactly. ahead of the game. Um, but no, Patrick Mahomes is just. And no shade to Brock Purdy. Like I said, Brock Purdy did things in the last yeah. game that I felt like Lamar should have done, just tucking and running. Like yeah. He has a belief in himself, a confidence in himself with the collection of talent they have put around him where he is a better than competent quarterback. He's better than Derek Carr in my eyes. He's better than half the league. I'll put it that way. I, I have him better than half the league as far as knowing what to do and actually going out there and doing it. Because mm-hmm. like uh, we've had... Uh, I think he's above the Mendoza line that is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins always has been a little gun shy on taking shots. Brock Purdy's like, fuck it, I'll take a shot. And now you'll get burned. He'll throw a couple of interceptions. But you sometimes you have to just make the play. You have to want to make the play. And he has shown in his play that he wants to make the play. Uh, But Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan, is Tom Brady, is Joe Montana. Is Lamar Jackson? Is I'd put him Michael Joe Vick, Montana? Is he is all? Uh, what I'm saying is he's an no, amalgamation yeah, yeah. of all those great quarterbacks, all those prolific quarterbacks. Whether they're game managers or game changers, he can do it all. He's shown us now that he can go out there and come back from down 24 uh, to beat the Texans or whatever that was, or the Titans. Or he can manage a game and win 17-10 while never turning the ball over or making the crucial mistake. He can do what you need to win the game. And that's just a quality that not a lot of people have. It's not innate in a lot of people. Um, Yeah, Brock's uh, only had 11 interceptions this year, but Patrick Mahomes is him. He is him. How many interceptions does Pat have? Pat's probably had more, but we got to take a couple matter. off yeah, because like, people were dropping passes into defenders' laps. Yeah, with that, yeah, <laughs> that does, none of that matters. It's Patrick Mahomes. Pat in he a down year. This is tw- uh, he had twenty-seven touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. But the difference is, you're still gonna trust him. He had no wide. Brock Purdy has two of the best, better wide receivers in the game. Well, two of the better wide two receivers, of the better pass catchers, I should say, not wide full on wide receivers. And then but. George Kittle, and then Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, <laughs> like. Um, but no, like Patrick Mahomes has now done it with a offensively prolific team. He's done it with a middling team in last year. Um, and now he's done it with a defense, defense forward first, team. Yeah. So uh, he can win. He he just knows how to win, man. He just knows. Sounds like you're taking the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. When it comes down to it, I am going with the Chiefs. I think, uh, I think it's not, it's not shocking that in the last two games the San Francisco 49ers have played, they've started on the back foot and had to have uh, overcome deficits. Uh, and they did those against teams who were younger or more inexperienced. Yeah. Green Bay, one of the youngest teams ever in the fucking 
to make the playoffs in the Super Bowl era. Uh, Detroit, first time getting to an NFC Championship game. Jared Goff been there before, but when they put up the graphic, I think like 150-something guys had championship-level experience for San Francisco versus seven guys for Yeah, I Detroit. remember that graphic. Um, that's not going to be the same here with Kansas City. That is not the same. Uh, and we've seen... Uh, we've seen Kyle Shanahan fuck up a game plan in the Super Bowl before. Yeah. So he was the OC for the um, 28 to three game. Yeah. Where the he just Falcons. couldn't stop passing the ball. Uh, just fell in love with the pass. Um, and I think Andy Reid, for all his blunders early on in his uh, coaching tenure, as far as game management, clock management. Oh, yeah. You were that, there for that. That I was know. your guy. Um, He's he's cured a lot of those ills, and I think Patrick Mahomes has helped with that, uh, helping him manage. Yeah, it's the weird. Game, that used to be situation. his mo was like, yeah, that was know how to manage a game, and then he won one, and then you know you're a god after that. You become immortalized. Uh, so yeah, I think Kansas City just, I think Spags is going to the same way he confused uh, Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to do that with Kyle Shanahan. And Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, I mean, we saw late in that game, they almost gave it away. Brock Purdy taking late game sacks. Um, I think he's going to get uh, confused in spots with the different pressures and the different looks and whatnot. And if they have Nick Bolton for this game, um, he'll be able to uh, make sure Purdy doesn't kill them with his legs, which is correct. Yeah, he'll be able to to say. well, Purdy but got yeah. all those that forty-one. What was it, fifty-one or forty-seven 50 scramble yards? All, 50, yeah, all in the fourth quarter on like five different carries. So yeah, so Bowen will make sure that doesn't happen because so we yeah. talked about it last week too. They weren't spying; they were blitzing. Because yeah, they, they were spying. Because Bolton blitzing. was out. Yeah. Um, all right. Who you had? To, huh? Who you? You didn't say who you had. I know. I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> this is the thing. I'll make this quick, and then we can move to basketball. This is the thing. I think the 49ers are the better overall team. Like, as we've already discussed, I have the 49ers in more categories than I have the Chiefs. And I've gone against Patrick Mahomes now two weeks in a row, and I've gotten burned both weeks. Could have went on the road. That's what, just what you said. I didn't say that. I said we will see if he can win on the road. Was, we did not know if he could win on the road. because just spewing that like it was fact, I know. We didn't know if – we. it is a fact. We did not know if he could win on the road. That yeah. is a fact. But my thing is, we we've seen him win on the road. Like it's not like he's over in every road game. We've, road game. We've I know. seen him win games I know. on the road. So this is the thing. I oh shit! I lost you. Can you still hear me? Check your mic cords. All right. Well, I have this time. Hello. There you okay. are. Um. So I don't want to go against Patrick Mahomes again, but and there's always a but, as Tony Kornheiser says. I think the fact that Patrick is kind of squeaked by the last couple games means he's up for a loss. You can't say that with a straight face when we just saw the I'm other not, team. I'm not. I'm smiling <laughs> right now. Team, if not for a missed field goal by Green Bay, and if not for uh, a couple of drops and a fumble, that team doesn't squeak by. <laughs> Uh, in the words of Anderson Cowan, I want to be a contrarian. I'm taking the 49ers. Let's move on. How is that? Cont- are they not the betting favorite? Oh, are they? I feel like, I mean, like you said, they have I'll more positions that people like. Like, they're the team. They're more the complete team. I feel like they are the betting. I feel like I just, see, this is what confuses me, too, is like, people are dumb. Like, the Chiefs should be the favorite. Patrick Mahomes. He is who he says I am, or whatever the Bible verse is. Like, that's the guy. Uh, why would you bet on Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl? Well, you just said they're going to win, Brennan. Oh, Jarek McKinnon's been on the IR for quite some time. Uh, where are the odds? San Francisco, I minus right one here. and a half. Yep. Just pulled it up. And I think the line I'm opened not. at two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I'm looking at it so, right here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I just hate Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'll take the <laughs> fucking Chiefs. No, you go. Stay, stay, stand on business. No, on I don't business. feel good. I don't feel good about the 49ers at all. 
I'm, I'm Brennan. Just just pick the 49ers, man. It's fine. I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> I'm doing it. You don't believe in Juwan Taylor? Tyshawn Gibson. I don't believe in Juwan Taylor. Tyshawn Gibson I think, is now 49. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk myself into it right now. I think this is gonna be the game. You're looking for the everyman. Rob Birdie, the everyman. Ah. I could have gone higher in the draft than Brock Purdy. By the I way, think every man. Can we now throw that in with a uh, uh, Jim Rad and hard worker? Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like every man is only words. said about a certain type of man. <laughs> I heard. Uh, I want to get your take on this because you're a black young man. That press guy's never referred to as the every man. <laughs> no. Um, I heard yeah, somebody mom. say that there's obviously a race problem in the NFL. We all know that. But when it comes to quarterbacks, the stigma of a black quarterback is kind of falling by the wayside. Do you agree with that? Um, To a certain degree. I mean, year over year now, we've seen more black quarterbacks as starters for sure. But yeah, the, there's thing a... is, the thing is, when black quarterbacks don't succeed, oh man, you just opened up a, a fucking snowball. I didn't mean to. I just no, because because to... Dominique and uh, our friend Dominique Foxworth and Bomani talked about this show. last week after Lamar Jackson lost. If you listen, it was Fox who brought it up on Rosillo's show. That's why. okay. I was about to say if you listen to how the narrative was, if you listen to the dialogue, not narrative. If you listen to the dialogue after Lamar lost, way more punitive. Than say after a Josh Allen. Josh loss. Allen. Yeah, that was his example. He, so yeah. it's like, okay, the perception and what their ability is and uh, the teams themselves, they're the same player. Moved on, but the media and how we discuss and how we talk about these guys, like Josh Allen, everything's always good. Like after every loss they've had, it's all good. Josh Allen's going to save the day, blah, blah, blah. After Lamar, every time Lamar loses, oh man, I, I just don't know if you can you win, with, win him. with him. I don't know if you can win with him. You can't do it. You can't do it. it's like, uh, okay. And Fox made a good point too. He was like coming out of the draft, everyone was like, Josh Allen, he listed it. He goes, um, super athletic, big arm. Has all these skills, inaccurate. He goes, that's a. They're talking about a black yeah, quarterback. They are. As, as, and he goes, if, as I affectionately stole the name from Bomani, Jaheem Allen was a thing. Like that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and his, but Fox's whole thing was, if he was black, he would have gone in the, the second fifth round, round, fourth or round. Later. Yeah, he went, fucking went to oh, Wyoming. Yeah, he was saying like yeah. way later. I was say, yeah, yeah, way later because he went to Wyoming. He didn't even go to a big yeah. school. Exactly. Which is, I, but I think the point that he made also, about if he was black, he wouldn't have been at Wyoming. That's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think he's allowed. Yeah. Uh, oh. Um, Your guess is as good as mine. The, I'm not checking. <laughs> that was the interesting thing, and then it was funny because they were like, "Yeah, Patrick Mahomes," and they were like, "Well, he doesn't count. Like, he's a different." Per Fox was like, "He's not like like when you say, oh, like but, the stigma against black quarterbacks." They're like, nobody counts Patrick because he's like the quarterback. Like, no one sees him as black or white or anything." Is what the point Fox was making. Which I have an issue. I, I'd talk to Fox about that. Uh, I, I think I think Patrick Mahomes, I think what he's trying to say is Patrick Mahomes doesn't get hit with the black quarterback stigmas in certain yes. instances. Or stereotypes, yeah. yeah. But for a guy to have won two Super Bowls and then us, everybody questioning, can he win it on the road? Can he do it? On, like... He's won the Super Bowl. Why are we questioning road playoff games? Like, it creeps up in certain instances. We never ask about Ben Roethlisberger in road playoff games. Like, what? Like, Eli Manning. I did. I will take full credit. I did say Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers won their Super Bowls on the road. Like, and we all should think that Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than those guys. Joe Flacco? Like, (laughs) so it, it. I don't think he gets hit with it in the lens of race, but I think he is. Uh, there's still things we're waiting for him to prove, even though he's proven everything. Yeah, it's like we still yeah, that's we true. still second guess a, him for reason that I can't figure out. I don't know if it's race if or it's just we that's need what I was to gonna see say. him I, do it to believe he can do it. But my thing is, he's done the big thing. So why can't we put in our mind that he could probably do some of these ancillary things on the way Little to the things, big yeah. thing? Like we should kind of, well, he like should have carte blanche. 
People like to argue. That's the thing. Did you ever? But my see the thing movie is like Air? the same way uh, Brady never won. So yeah, I get. I guess it's kind of similar. It's probably not yeah. a race thing because when Brady was with Tampa Bay, it was like, oh, he's finally gonna have to, you know, win road playoff games to go to the championship, and then he did it. Remember when he and won it's that not Super shocking Bowl? because we've seen him win six Super Bowls. So why would road playoff games be a deterrent? Yeah, <laughs> like we we get stupid it? sometimes. Yeah, well, and I think it's because we like to argue just as a human. It was interesting. The movie Air, I don't know if you ever saw it. I did. Well, I think the first weekend it came out. I really, did you like it? I liked it. I liked it it a lot. You were indifferent. No, I liked it a lot. Me and and my lady went to see it, and we both liked it a lot. It was really good. But, so I've seen it like two or three times, because you know me, I like uh, movies. (laughs) Well, I like movies, like more obscure movies, because then I can steal the uh, intellectual property and pass it off as my own. So I'm going to do that right now. And the movie Air. I'm actually giving him credit, though, so this doesn't count. There's a scene in the end where Matt Damon's character is talking to the Michael Jordan character, and he was like, hey, listen, like they're going to do this, and they're going to do that, and you're going to win championships. You're going to be the greatest. And then you know what they're going to do? Then they're going to destroy you. Then they're going to tear you down. And then, because that's what we do. And that, I think, has more to do with just human nature than it does with race. We don't. Because like you said, they did it to Tom Brady. They did it to... Man, Fox is about to get a lot of runway. I'm going to send him this episode, goddamn. <laughs> but um, I think he... I might have misquoted him on the, the Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> don't send him this episode. Um, but uh, I think he mentioned this. Like, we don't know how to... We're bad at celebrating people. That's We're it, yeah. good at yeah, yeah, yeah. building people up or tearing people down. But when we're in the presence of greatness, we never just... Stop. We're as a society at large at whole like certain individuals will say different things at different times but as a consensus we're never like man isn't it great that we're able to watch one of the best to ever do this like this is pretty like whether you root for and i think patrick mahomes in kansas city has less of a stigma than uh bill belichick right now so far uh the evil empire yeah, yeah um because they kind of have the lovable coach and they have the tight end. But, I mean, it's divisive still because now he's dealing Taylor Swift and people, the the right-wing politics and all that, want to make that a whole thing on it itself. And there's some assholes releasing podcasts about how Travis Kelsey wasn't very nice. And and, and there's conspiracy theories about the Super Bowl and, you know, they're going to endorse Biden. Like, there there's all these weird things. But if you just look at it on the face, like, we've seen this team change their identity every time they've won the Super Bowl. Like... We never sit and revel at we are witnessing greatness, but we always want the thing is we always want to see greatness toppled, but we never just stop and stare and admire when we're seeing something special. Like I am a fan of seeing special things. That's why I wanted Tiger Woods Tiger Woods to break Jack Nicholas's record cuz I wanted to witness that. I wanted yeah. Serena to break uh the 24 majors streak because I wanted to witness that because I didn't as a child really get to witness or understand what Michael Jordan was doing winning the six championships and never losing it one. So like I wanted Kobe to go and win as much as he can. I once LeBron got his first. I wanted him to win as much as he could because there's something about seeing somebody perform at a high level, stopping and staring and admiring it and being like, that's freaking amazing. Yeah. Witnessing greatness is a cool thing. Yeah. But we don't. We, the thing is, the in, in the society that, I mean, we foster, we're going to if if the Chiefs win, you know what the question is going to be the next day? Can they win it again next year? We can't just stop yeah, and run it soak back? it yeah. in. Like we, we're always. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I, I make fun of Patrick Mahomes and his little trot out there on the field and stuff. But I mean, the dude is so fucking good. It's insane. He's so good. He's, he's like every game. Uh, this is the last time I'll bring it up. <laughs> but uh, Bomani and uh, Bomani and uh, Dominique were talking about. <laughs> they were talking about uh, the differences in how you examine greatness, right? So they said for Tom Brady, it's not really watching the game. Like Tom Brady played the game similar to a lot of people how they played the game, where you realize the greatness of Tom Brady is in the resume, the championships, the the longevity, uh, the the amount of times getting to the Super Bowl. When you turn on the tape of Patrick Mahomes and you see him do things that you've never seen before, in yeah. real time, you're like, 
this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like every game he's going to do at least two things where you're like, is that, is that, is that possible? <laughs> like, yeah. like the game where he's running around and he's like, we've seen a version of it in the Super Bowl against Tampa where he's running around throwing it fucking lateral against the ground. But then in the game the other week, He's running in circles, running in circles. He's falling, getting tackled, tosses one up. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be an interception. Travis Kelsey, out of nowhere, catches the ball. And it's like, what in the world? Yeah, it's 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 insane thing to watch. We got to move on. We got to move on. You tricked me with the sounder again. <laughs> uh, all right. We're talking NBA. We're talking basketball. Well, not just NBA. We're going to talk all sorts of basketball. There we go. But... Let's get into it first with the biggest news coming out of the NBA. Joel Embiid out going to be out for four weeks. Oh, it's officially four weeks. Yeah, I just saw oh, it. Wow. Uh, so what are we that. saying, Joe? What are we thinking? Oh, four weeks after a knee procedure. Um, four weeks that puts him coming back sometime in March. They're going to slow play it. So really, he's coming back at full force around April. Um, yep. man, you're really just hoping the team treads water, stays in a play-in situation. We saw Miami come out of the play-in last year. Um, I don't think they yeah. fall. I mean, they're a fifth seed now. Yeah, I, was so say, I don't think there's no way. Like, that team is good enough to stay above the 10 spot. Like, yeah, I can't see them sure. falling off a cliff in that magnitude. But uh, getting him right, getting him healthy, and, you know, trying to make a legitimate playoff push um, is super unfortunate. Uh, but it, in a way, it's a people want to blame like the new 65 game rule and whatnot. And my thing is, OK, you can blame it, but he, you could also if you're the staff and if you're him and his representation and the team and whatnot. What is most important? Is the award recognition more important or do you just say, hey, the awards be damned. We're going to sit you in this meantime because we see that you have some type of leg injury. Um, and I think they got pressured by people saying, oh, why did he get pulled in this game? And why didn't he play this game? And the looming, hey, if he doesn't play 65 games, so we got to get him out as fast as we can. And that caused a setback. And then he had a freak injury where I think somebody collided against his legs in a game against Golden State. And yeah, now he's out. It was like a weird thing. Uh What's going on with Boston? Um, Boston's the best team in the NBA right now, but well, no, they're sliding. Uh, I mean, they're seven and three in their last ten. The thing is, when they face some of the best teams, they don't have answers. They're they're still the yeah, same. They get blown out. They're still the same team. And I mean, I think we alluded to this uh, when all the trades and whatnot happened. They're, they have less depth than they did before. They traded a lot of their depth. They have a starting five that's as good as anybody. But if somebody picks up an injury, Porzingis is known to pick up Porzingis. Porzingis is the – do you agree with me? He's the link in this. He's like the missing piece that they haven't had, like that size and that ability to shoot. If he goes out, they're fucked. Yeah, I mean, you're – when they made the trade, I, me and you talked about it, they're relying yeah. a lot on a guy who has had health issues in the past. He stayed healthy. That's putting it mildly. I think he, I think he stayed relatively healthy while with the Wizards. Um, the Wiz, yeah, but, last year. Last year he played like 70 Yeah, I think he games. played upwards of 70 games. But my thing is, at a certain point, your body, the older you get, the more your body's going to break down. Like, if you had him during that run, I'd feel more better, but... He's big, he's long, he's getting older, and Cumbersome. it's gonna it's gonna be a factor. And then you traded a, I remember when he was drafted. You put dude. a lot of chips in with uh with him and Drew Holiday, so we'll see. We'll see how that how that goes. How old are we? I remember when he was drafted and everyone was talking about New when York he Knicks? would shoot. <laughs> yeah, when he would shoot for the Knicks. And everyone's like, This is insane. The seven footer can shoot the lights out. And then he just kept getting hurt and kept getting hurt. Uh, <coughs> I want to talk about something real quick in the West, and then we can move on to college. Um, yeah, you don't want to talk about the New York Knicks? Like, biggest thing going on in the city? Nine-game win streak. No. They got an all-star, Jalen Brunson. Still if I have to winning hear after about Julius Randle getting streak, hurt. Like, man. If I have to hear about this, we won 14 games in January. Villanova North. Ever won. 
I'm gonna lose my mind. Villanova North. They're not they that a, good. They got Brunson. They got uh, my dog Tibbs, White Tibbs Dante. Is out of his mind. They got Josh Hart. No, I'm talking about the Villanova guys, man. Come on now. Oh. Um, but they made that trade for OG Ananobi. I, I didn't think it was gonna be that much of a factor. I thought they were losing a lot of uh, of uh, scoring and assists and offensive. Uh, firepower, but you really wanted to. Okay, go, we'll defensively this. has been really good. Something that Amin Al Hassan said was they got rid of the impulse players and they brought in another IQ player, and now they have more IQ players on the court at all times playing basketball the the way they want to. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. Look at the Cavs. The Cavs on a six game winning streak, getting the number two in the Eastern Conference. Brendan, we, you got to start getting on your basketball, man. NFL is done after this week. We got one more week to talk about the NFL. I know. Let me we get got some yeah. offseason stuff. You got you to brush I'm, up. Hey, I'm on my basketball stuff. I know that the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing this without Mobley. I know. Mobley just came that, back a couple weeks ago. But yeah, they started this run without Mobley. I know that uh, the Magic just got Franz back a couple, like a week or two ago, and now we're fucking steamrolling teams. I know that Jalen Suggs is one of the best defensive players in the NBA. I know that I accidentally dropped Jalen Green from my fa- wow. basketball fantasy because I picked up Jalen Green and Jalen. I drafted Jalen Green, picked up Jalen Suggs, and then I dropped the wrong Jalen when I needed to bring Halliburton off the IR. I know what's going on in the NBA. All I'm trying to say is. Let's talk about the West. All right. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Is in a tailspin. I mean. And I bit of a don't mean the record. I, I mean the experience. They don't have a closing option when it comes to scoring. Ants just like, I'll do it. Like, like just give me the ball. I'll do it. And sometimes that's not going to work. And we saw that. What was the game? Uh, was it? Was it OKC? Let me pull it up here. There was a game where they just got rocked. It might have no, they beat OKC the second time. Yeah. No, I lied. They haven't they haven't lost in a while. They lost to the Magic, but they didn't get rocked in that game. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No, it might have been the Dallas game or no, yeah, you're right. They haven't gotten rocked. They maybe it's because Minnesota's I've just been really watching highlights. good. <laughs> Minnesota's very good. Minnesota's really good, but some of these games they can't close. Look, the Magic game in particular, this is the one I was watching the highlights of. This is why I got nervous. <clears throat> because the Magic were losing that game, the majority of the game, and then came back. I think they were down by 15 at one point. Minnesota has, if you're going to take something away from them, they have lapses in judgment. Uh, we saw that That's with the Carl Anthony Towns game where – Everybody was like, all right, let them score as much as we can. Oh, snap, we might lose. Oh, snap, we've lost. Um, they have lapses in judgment, and they it's a long season, and they um, it's hard to get guys to buy in for 82 games, and sometimes they don't have their eye on the prize at, all, at every waking second, um, and they falter. That's the difference between you know a veteran-laden team and a young team. That's why I don't think – I think they'll advance in the playoffs, but I don't think they'll, say, make the Western Conference Finals or make – Round two. The, yeah, yeah, they'll make round two. I don't think they'll make the Western Conference Finals. Same thing for OKC, who's currently sitting at the top right now. Um, they're a young team, very good team, very good team. Very so skilled, good. so talented. Kent Holmgren looks like everything uh, we were told he was going to be shy – Shy Glizzy, I call him Shy Glizzy. That's a there was a rapper called Shy Glizzy who was on a song called uh, Crew Love, uh, Crew Love or The Crew. Sorry, The Crew. Um, but uh, Shy Shay Gilgis Alexander uh, is a phenomenal player. He's so number two in the MVP voting behind. Uh, I just hope Jokic at this point because now that yeah. beats hurt. Uh, <laughs> Fun fact, uh, a lot of people here and talking about last year's MVP voting. A lot of voters remorse. Oh, for sure, of course. Um, but that's politics. Uh, and the Clippers, the Clippers have been freaking so good uh, since James Harden has come. Deepest and, team in the West. Uh, uh, I don't know about deepest. Um, I don't know about deepest. But um, Kawhi Leonard also has been playing a lot more. Uh, yeah, Kawhi's defense is back. Kawhi's defense is back, and Kawhi is back on a regular basis. Uh, which is really good to see. Sort of thunk it. Uh, Phoenix, you know, Phoenix still figuring some things out, but they look pretty good. Uh, they look good enough. They've finally righted the ship. Fun fact, Brennan, their big three has now played more games. I think it's like a week old, but their big three has now played more games than the the Nets big three of Kevin Durant, Harden, and uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, the Lakers, you know. Kyrie. 
Lakers uh, floating around 50-50. Uh, they had a good East Coast trip. They had a good Grammys road trip. Uh, they beat the Knicks. They beat Boston. And they won last night. I can't remember who they played. Charlotte. Um, so they've uh, corrected some things, but they're definitely certainly not where they want to be at the ninth seed right now. So they got a couple moves they're going to have to make. in uh, Golden State, I mean, just not good. I had that wrong. Yeah. That's on me. I mean, and Utah just won't do what everybody wants them to do in losing, by the way. Currently at the 10th seed, just under 500, but currently at the 10th seed. Yeah, they uh, they refuse to go quietly into that good night. Mm. They refuse to vanish without a fight. They're going to live on. All right, Brennan, let's go to the next best thing in terms of basketball. Women's college basketball, Brennan, it go. is so exciting. Um, we had a 50-point game from Juju Watkins, the freshman sensation out of USC, in a upset victory over higher-seeded Stanford at the time. Uh, they have USC jumped up spies, five spots from 15 back into the top 10. Uh, South Carolina is still undefeated. Iowa beat Maryland. Kaitlin Clark is phenomenal. Something new. Anything new there? No. Um, <laughs> uh Colorado, Ohio State still doing what they're doing. Kansas State took an L. UCLA took an L. UConn uh, stayed level. Notre Dame, I need to, hold, give me one second. I need to look this lady's name up, this young lady's name. She has 100. For Notre Dame? She has 100 steals, Brennan. In a season? She has 100. Hold on. She is. She's made her mark on the team. She now has 100 steals. You know what year she's in? Freshman. She's a freshman. <laughs> Hannah Hidlego. Hidlego. Hidlego? Hidlego. Yeah, I mean. She's from New Jersey. Handover, New Jersey. Uh, she's black. Um, but yeah, she has 100 steals black already. Italian. She's averaging. She's averaging like five steals a game. Uh, number three? Number three? Yes, number three. She's averaging. She's on the front page of ESPN Women's Basketball. averaging five steals a game. She's on the front page of women, I know. women's. I know. She's also averaging damn near 25 points a game. She is, she's the name that we're going to hear for the, her, Juju Watkins, she's Michaela the new Clayton, Williams. Clark. Like, there's the, no, that's the thing. There's not a new Kaylin Clark. There is a class of phenomenal oh, new young recruits like her like i said her michaela williams in lsu juju watkins out in usc like all of them are coming for all that shit they're coming for all that money like they are going to be problems. wow hannah leaves the team in field goal percentage assists per game points she's out of control balling steals. out of control right now. <laughs> and this is on the number 12 team in the uh AP twenty five, LSU also, you know, still up there, still doing what they do. Did they take a L? No, they beat somebody towards the end of last week, right? You know who beat somebody towards the end of last week in the men's? they beat Florida. They lost to Mississippi State though. Yeah, so that Mississippi State loss finally got added because they lost. They had lost that game on Monday, so that just got added. But they they beat Damn, Florida Dame by like four rounds by South Carolina when the season started. But that's what South Carolina does, man. That's what South Carolina does. I know. Does. That was the <laughs> season. Let's talk men's. All right. Men's basketball. I have less enthusiasm. Miami had a horrible game. Miami scored. Uh, that's why you have less one enthusiasm. Of their, I think they scored their least amount of points since reestablishing the basketball program. They scored 38 in a game uh, last night. Uh, Florida Atlantic still cruising at number 20. Good for them. Ooh. UConn still number one, Purdue still number two. North Carolina beat Duke this past weekend. Uh, Kansas State, Kansas just moved up to number four on Monday, but they just lost to Kansas State last night in state rivalry game. So they're probably going to slide away from the four spot. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say for the men's side. The men's side is a little just less enthusiastic. Not as much. FAU wins. Basketball. Big win against Tulsa. Love Kentucky it. Kentucky lost to Tennessee. That was something that, that took place. Um, but yeah, we are. For that the is men's, something that took place. It, it's, it's interesting now. For the men's side nowadays, by the way, shout out to, shout out to Bree. I don't know how to say your last name. Um, but shout out to Bree. 
the men's need to update their the the playing. Like, can we can we play basketball? Can what can why are we still doing these two 20 minute halves? Can we just do four quarters? I know. Let's just fucking do four quarters. Like, let's grow up. All right. This is so ridiculous. It makes it so much harder to watch the men's game. It's so stilted. There's so much rigidity in the men's game. It's hard to watch. But I was gonna say the men's game, I don't care or get invested until tournament time whereas the women's game it's good the entirety of the season there's just so much of a free-flowing nature the players stay longer obviously because they're mandated in a way um so you get to learn personalities you get to learn new players and stories like hannah like juju Watkins as freshmen and then you can see where they'll be in a couple years and those your those storylines are a part of the fabric of the game in a way. Not saying that the one and done is killing the Ben's game or anything, but the basketball that's being played is more evolved because the level of care, the level of detail is there more. Um, whereas the men's game, it's like the coaches are putting such their emphasis because they're trying to micromanage every little thing. It just makes the game so unappealing. Yeah. You're right. I mean, when you're right, you're right, Joe. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to say, get out of this basketball corner, was uh, we had some WNBA free agency popped off uh, last week, I want to say right after we recorded. Um, Neko Gumake is going to Seattle, along with Skylar Diggins, also headed to Seattle. Diamond to Shield, uh, leaving Phoenix, going to going back to Chicago, where she helped uh, win a championship. Um, uh Natasha Cloud leaving D.C., um, the team that drafted her, and she's going to Phoenix. Uh, Ariel Powers leaving Minnesota, coming to Atlanta. Atlanta also made a trade, uh, trading Ari McDonald and and their first-round draft pick to get Jordan Canada from the Sparks. So that was interesting. A lot of moves, a lot of things happening. The Salmon sisters uh, have both left Los Angeles. Katie Lou. Went to Indiana and um, Caitlin, not Caitlin, Carly went to D.C. Uh, yeah, there's 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 been a lot happening, a lot happening. Beautiful, love to hear it. We're coming up on an hour, so let's get into the quick hits. Quick hits. And you'll be surprised how quick. It- quick, Mamie hits. Quick hits. All right, quick. We're gonna go quickly. First thing we're gonna hit on. Uh, the Fulham corner. Yes. I got to get this. I was the NHL over on all-star break last week, so not a lot going on there. But Fulham, so uh, we were playing what Burnley. What happened, Joe? We were playing Burnley, one of the lower, one of the bottom three teams. And uh, we had just made a late signing because the transfer window was going on. Made a late signing to bring in a striker. Um, but he got there. Full disclosure to the listeners. I asked Joe last week, what the hell's going on with our offense? We had all the striking. We talked about it on the show. Yeah, we had a lot of goals then- getting scored for a period there. And then uh, this game started and started off rather good. In the first half, we went up 2-0. It was like, oh, snap, we're, we're cruising right now. I texted Brennan. I texted my buddy that I go to the bar with and watch the games and everything. And I was like, look at us, guys. We finally got goal scoring back. And this is without even bringing in uh, the new signee we had got. Um, this was with uh, Rodrigo Munez, who's 22 years of age. I talked about you know his development and everything. Um, and Paulinha scored a goal. He scored the first goal on a on a header deflection. Um, but Raul got hurt. Raul got hurt in our last game, so uh, that's why Rodrigo was starting. But I think going forward, we're going to start the uh, – I can't say his name because I haven't heard it enough, but our new signee. Our, our loan, our loanee who came in. Uh, but we started the game 2-0. And we looked good. We looked on the front foot. And then, uh, inexplicably, we just gave up two goals. Like, we we, we got yep. careless. We got reckless. And um, we just for the listeners, Joe's exact texts are, it was, and the all caps, goals are back. Yeah, the goal, hey, look, you can't take away the goals we got. <laughs> goals, yeah, can't but take away we the goals also we got. can't uh, can't celebrate the goals we gave up. So um, we gave up two goals. It was very frustrating, very frustrating. Uh, but I mean, the offense looked like it had some teeth to it. Uh, if I'm going to take away positives from the game, the attacking 
mentality looked well and we still are without who I think is probably the biggest uh, signee this year, Alex Iwobi, uh, who's still playing for Nigeria. I believe they just made the semifinals in AFCON nation, the AFCON uh, tournament. Um, yeah. So we got a game against Borman this Friday, uh, this Saturday, 10 p.m. I'm probably going to be at a can't remember the name of the bar now. Bob and Harriet's. I think it's Bob and Harriet's. Uh, Everybody go bug Joe at Bob and Harriet's. Yeah, if you're in the Atlanta area, you want to come watch a Fulham game with me, go to Bob and Harriet's, 10 p.m. Uh, they're technically not open, but they're open for us. But um, so, yeah. 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Sorry. Good I was call. like, wait a Good second. Good call. <laughs> 10 a.m. Um, what bar's not open at 10 p.m.? And I, less, I was like, the games are always like, I'm always getting updates in the middle of the day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That was a that was a disappointing, frustrating two points given up. Uh, we would have yes, been we wouldn't have moved up in the table, but it was just more security. And again, you know, I don't like this lack of security that we again, have. Again, there's no way we're going down, Brennan. Don't worry, your 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 nice little head there. Uh, you say that, but we're not going. There's zero zero fab fiber of my being believes we're going down as of right now. We are. We are firmly locked into mid table, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're gonna have to get some goals. I just saw last night. Raul is gonna be out for at least a month, so uh, Broja, can't remember his first name. I haven't looked it up yet. Uh, Broja, uh, Adamana, Adam, Adamina Broja, B R O J A. What's his first name? Yeah, Adam. Uh, Armando Broja, uh, who we got loaned from Chelsea. from Chelsea. Yeah, loaned in from Chelsea. Um, he looked good when he got in, uh, but he was only in for like the last 20, 25 minutes. So he didn't really get to work himself into the game that well. So Well, Chelsea's a pretty good. Oh, no, Chelsea sucks this year, too. God damn. They don't suck. Brennan, you're, you're looking at this binary like from an American viewpoint. Not suck, just not performing to high standards. Like, it's all about team chemistry, and I think Paulinho said it the other day. Like, we never really got a true replacement for Mitro just because of when it all happened. I know. And I, I was so yeah, just the, the meshing of the players. But we saw what it looked like uh, for those couple of games where we were scoring five goals a game, it looked like, and whatnot. And then Raul got suspended for three games. And then when he comes back, it all messed up with the chemistry. And then... He gets back, we score a couple goals, and now he's hurt. So it's like it's all about gelling at the right time. You can't just plug and play. Like guys have to trust each other, know where they're gonna be, no positioning and everything like that. So it's just it's just it's more basketball than it is football. It's a lot more basketball than it is football. Um so yeah, it's just all about trusting your your teammates. And then it's about getting the ball in the back of the neck, having clinical execution in that final third. I mean Sometimes, you know, a hot so goalkeeper hard. can just stop you. Yeah. <laughs> like that Trafford dude, he was looking good early on. We got the two goals, but then as the game waned on, he was making good saves. He was just yeah. making saves to keep them in the game. So like we we still had the 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 shot uh what's the word I'm looking for, Brennan? The shots on goal? Not just the shots on goal, but the uh, the pace, the pace of shots. Yeah, yeah, the, like the uh, fuck. The um, volume no, of shots it. were consistent throughout the game, but his ability to get to them later in the game kept them in it long enough to where they can execute, where they were able to get a few. So, yeah, just gotta be, gotta be. Clean I love this. There's literally a under statistics for the Premier League. There's literally expected <laughs> goals added. Uh, no, it's discipline. No, yeah, yeah. So they're scoring, performance, and then discipline. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. But yeah, all right. Love that. Let's get out of here. All right, we got to move on. I got to get out of here. We got stuff to do. You got to go to work. I got to go to work. I got to work. Moving out. on. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Yeah, grocery shops. Joe, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, hold on. You can find me at Joe Dorville on Twitter and Instagram. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. I think I just said that. 
Also, you can if you want to check out something else. Uh, I for work, I've uh, putting out a podcast once a week uh, called No Media. It's called No Media. Evan Turner, Eddie Gonzalez. Uh, they're going to be looking at takes from the past and lambasting them. So yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Uh, don't forget to check out a new low at a new low.co. Don't forget to check out uh, who does a podcast. Uh, we did Florence Sun that's on Apple, uh, Apple Plus right now. Uh, we're gonna do Sing Street, uh, to finish our John Carney, uh, our John Carney loop John here. Um, so yeah, uh, go to joedorval.com because now I gotta pay for that website monthly. And uh, buy a couple shirts so that website can pay for itself. Please and thank you. Brennan, where can I find you? Please and thank you. At Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, check out the one-man show, X Drinking Buddy, on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at Brennan T. Comedy. Also, check out my other podcast, X Drinking Buddy. Same name. Uh, I have guests on and they talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. This week I had um, illustrator and sound engineer extraordinaire Autumn Foster on. She's a bit um, a bit reserved, so it was fun to hear her stories because she's a little quieter. So it was fun uh, to hear her talk about getting drunk and partying and stuff like that. Uh, next week I will have my buddy uh, Brett Blankley, a very funny Southern comic on. So check it out. Uh, everything you can find at BrennanTComedy.com. Yeah, and that's it. All right, Brennan, get us out of here because I got to go get some food. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. James Gandolfini. I finally got into The Sopranos. I can't believe that guy's gone. This is such a good fucking show. He's so good in it.